0: This is In Focus, the weekly public affairs program from KTBB and the Team Sports Radio, featuring members of the local community working to make East Texas a better place. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of In Focus. My name is Lonnie Johnson. Today, I am fortunate to have Gail Helms in in the studio with me today. She's the executive director for the Humane Society, better known to us as Pets for People. Gail, good morning. Hey, Lonnie. How are how are you? I'm doing good. Good. I'm doing good. Getting used to the new, gigs, uh, well, new digs and uh, the, all the new people and fun people I get to talk to, which you're one of. Thank you. It's great um, to be able to be back. As we talk, uh, we're going to talk a lot about pets today, um, but let's start it off with heat and mm. pets today, specifically what you should not do with your pet in the heat.
1: It really boils down to if you're hot, they're hot. And so these animals need to have some protection from the sun, whether it's uh, big shade trees or whatever, um, they also need that fresh water that's going to be in the shade. It needs to be clean so they can at least get that hydration. But keep in mind that dogs do not really sweat that they pant. And so sometimes they really do need that extra water to help them stay hydrated.
0: In addition to the extra water, uh, what about activity levels? Well, at the shelter, we
1: do not allow our dogs to be exercised after noon, after 12 noon. It is just too hot for the volunteers as well as for the animals themselves. So, um, you know... Right now, during this heat, if you can't go out early in the morning and do the exercising with your animals, you don't need to do that at all. Wait until the fall, or till things get a little bit cooler, because it's going to be deadly for you and for the dogs as well.
0: Is it, I know I'm older now, it feels hotter, it feels colder. It does, Uh, doesn't it? (laughs) Do animals suffer the same fate, do older animals, do they struggle more in the heat? They really do, and then the ones that are not
1: healthy also struggle. I mean, it just takes everything that these dogs and cats can actually do is to try to keep themselves cool. And some of them have those very long coats like the Pyrenees, and they really don't even need to be down here in this part of the country. But it is just, it's just so hot for them. And it just, it's so sad. Even the pavement, you know, is so very hot for them. So if you're hot, they're hot.
0: Is, is it a good time for them to have a short haircut?
1: Well, and I think that's probably an issue that can be debated because we had a Pyrenees who had very long hair, and we did give him a shorter buzz cut. Now, it was not down to the skin, and I wouldn't suggest that. But I think to maybe clip their hair some, I think it does make a difference. Maybe if you have a longer haircut. Yeah, 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 but not a
0: medium or short hair dog. You wouldn't want to do that. So we don't? We don't want them in the cars at really at all right now, no, probably. I no. don't know, even with A.C., if they could keep cool enough.
1: Well, just think how long it takes you to cool your car down when you get in there in the afternoons. And it's, uh, there's no reason for them to go with you. Just keep them at home. Let them stay at home and enjoy the A.C. And then run your errands and then come back home.
0: Now, you mentioned uh, specifically talking about dogs. I don't want to alienate cats, I know because I'm a dog person. So I will be, it will be very easy for me to do this whole show and talk about dogs the whole time. I know. With respect to dogs, in the heat, uh, when, uh, you mentioned they don't sweat. So when a human doesn't sweat, that's a sign of heat stroke. It is. And you need to give that human some attention. Right. Are there uh, things to identify heat stroke in uh, canines?
1: Yes. They become very lethargic. They really pant heavily, even though they're not getting rid of any of that uh, excess heat. And then um, you'll just notice that there's something wrong, and they need to be cooled down as quickly as possible. And I wouldn't put ice on them, but I would put the really cool water to run that over them. But as soon as you can, you get them revived. Get them to a
0: veterinarian for some real help help okay um and and with the you, you mentioned shade water fresh water fresh water uh, cool fresh water. cool water yeah basically what you would like to drink if you were outside uh my question is we, we we've uh, had some unprecedented humidity uh in the last couple of months i believe uh my, my father told me he read an article where where the humidity was as bad as it has been in the last 150 years for a, for that period of time for a couple weeks ago. In that type of weather, is it okay to even leave them out or do we want them inside?
1: Well, you know hopefully they're all going to be family members so if you can get them in the house that's wonderful but if you've got bigger dogs that you just don't want to have in the house well what about
0: step dogs i'm sorry well
1: that <laughs> that's too but you know this humidity is just deadly for all of us and so if at all possible bring them inside but just be aware of that and so we even have a lot of fans That we've got going in our kennels at the shelter because they're not air conditioned. And so to have some air movement does make a difference as well. Okay.
0: Um, well, that's, uh, so for, for all of you, let's, let's just cover it one more time. Keep, make sure that, I mean, this is uh, simple stuff. It make is. sure they have fresh water. Make sure they have a place outside the sun to relax, preferably somewhere cool-ish yes. to lay uh, with some sort of circulation, whether it be a ceiling fan outside or something. Right. Or, right. or bring them inside and, and, and watch Yellowstone with them.
1: Yeah. But you know, they're going to dig, they're going to get down to where that soil is really cool and make a big wallow spot. So don't be so surprised if you walk outside and you see that there's a big crater in your yard because they're just trying to stay cool. Really? That's where they dig? Yes. In the summertime because that uh, soil is going to be a little bit cooler for them.
0: Okay. Yeah. well we we're, we're talking hot dogs so let's uh talk about uh, not stolen dogs but uh rescue dogs mm-hmm. um, that's what you do i yep, mean that I, is what we do yes i've gotten two or three pets from you mm-hmm. i think over the years um, and uh, it's a it's a process and one of the things that pets for people seems to do is is make the process best for the animal So you mentioned that there has been an uptick in surrenders. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about that? Yeah,
1: and Lonnie, I don't know if it's because people are a little unsure of the economy or just the state of the world right now, but it seems like all calls that we're getting pertain to surrendering animals dogs, adult cats, litters of kittens, litters of puppies. And it's not just uh, a situation here in East Texas, it seems to be all the way across the country. And so it, it also boils down to people not being responsible in spaying and neutering. People are calling about surrendering adult animals, but litters of puppies and kittens as well. So everyone can help in that situation if they will just spay and neuter. And it's so easy now. People don't have to spend a lot of money to get their animals spay or neutered. There's uh, there's clinics
0: here in Tyler where it's low cost spay and neuter. If you're listening out there, don't surrender an adult N- animal. I, I you wouldn't surrender your Aunt Bessie, no. you know. So uh, you guys that do that, there, there's got to be at least a hundred other options before you go to that because the, the, being an adult dog
1: the chances are not really good and I will tell you that it is we would rather them try to surrender to a shelter than to dump them on the side of the road somewhere because abandoning an animal is actually against the law but not enough is done to prosecute people who dump animals because usually you don't get a license number and it's just unfortunately not a top priority for law enforcement
0: when those animals are dumped uh, even if they're rescued Quickly, like say a couple of weeks, that would be quickly ish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are they ever the same as a puppy born into? Like uh, you know, a house with the mom and I, I know it sounds like a very bold well, question, but
1: and you know we had um, twenty seven puppies dumped on us in two weeks. We had two little carriers that had nineteen puppies stuffed in those two, and then we had others that were either dumped at our gate or dumped right down the road. And so we had that many animals that were spe- that were surrendered to us, and so. We would rather not that i want people to do that but at least don't take them on the side of the road because they cannot take care of themselves cats are a little bit more inclined to be able to take care of themselves but domesticated dogs cannot take care of themselves and everybody is overloaded i mean whatever organization all the rescue groups were all overloaded and so you can imagine we had to have 27 extra kennels for those puppies that came in because they were too young to even go out in the kennel so we had to find places for those babies until they were old enough to go into the kennel Do you take volunteers in those situations? We do take volunteers. Uh, In this case, we would have used some fosters, but we're not foster-based. And so um, we just made room for them. And fortunately, the majority of those puppies have already found homes.
0: Gail, tell everybody how to get a hold of you.
1: You can give us a call uh, Tuesday through Saturday from 10 to 1 and 2 to 5 at 903-597-2471. And our hours for surrender are those same days, but from 10 until 1 and 2 till 4. So we also provide vaccinations, except rabies for the public. We also provide uh, microchipping, nail trims, um, things like that. And so... Um,
0: is the and, microchipping? Is, uh, are these reduced rates, or the same as a vet? Uh, do you offer vet care?
1: They're very reduced rates. The uh, rates, the adoption, the fee for a microchip is $25 and the vaccinations are going to run around $20. And the neat thing about us having um, the ability to give those vaccinations, you don't have to call make an appointment and you don't have to call and um, find out if we're open, you know, the hours and you can just come and get that and you don't have to wait and there's no reservations necessary. So, for
0: 25 bucks, you can get, get your dog chipped. Microchips. microchip,
1: And that's not the only solution to making sure if they get lost, they come back, but it's one of the major uh, points of them being identified, but you also need to have that collar and current identification on your tags as well.
0: If you have a, t- a tag and collar, uh, excuse me, a, a, microchip. a microchip and a collar mm-hmm. versus just a collar that can get... Off exactly you know, knocked off during the stressful situation of being lost and all that. Right, well, is there like a percentage more that you can say you've got a better chance of finding your your pet?
1: Most definitely with the microchipping, and one of the things that has helped so much recently is social media. Everybody posts lost uh, and found, and it really has made a difference in reuniting those pet owners and the pets.
0: That happens in my neighborhood. We have a little neighborhood group on Facebook, and uh, probably. Twice a week, yeah. There's, hey, this dog's running down Donnybrook, or this dog's doing whatever, and you know you go back the, that afternoon and see that the person found it. Yeah, you know, and said thank you so yes. much. So it does. Uh, we're we're all stewards of these pets. I mean, yes, oh, we should be. They really don't have a choice. No. I mean, given. <laughs> If you ask them, they would probably prefer to be in their own charge of their own destiny. <laughs> but uh, as, as they have it, we, yes. we are, uh, they're only, I mean, we feed them, uh, water them, to take care of them. and uh, Medical needs and housing and, and just a friendship. A friendship and paid back with love. Yeah. I can't Unconditional.
1: Unconditional.
0: Unconditional. And sometimes if it's a puppy and it's a large puppy over 70 pounds, it can be a little too much love sometimes, (laughs) but it's all welcome. I know. Um, Okay. okay, So the, say I want to uh, adopt a pet, Mm -hmm. say, let's change it up a little bit. Say I want to adopt a kitten. Okay. Okay. Uh, take me through the process of what I would do to adopt a kitten through Pets for People.
1: Okay. Well, there's two ways. One is to go to the website at petsfurpeople.org. You can click on the icon. It says adoptable animals, and there's one for dogs and one for cats. So click on the cats and they're going to be listed There's going to be a picture of each one of them, their age, um, if they've already been totally vetted, uh, and a little bit about their personality. So then you can go to the, s- the same website to our adoption application complete it we, when you submit it we'll look at it immediately then we're going to say well is this going to be a good home for this kitten if it's going to be an outside kitty it's not going to be a good home and we're not going to adopt to you but let's just say it's going to be an indoor kitty and you can make an appointment come out and visit with it we have the most awesome open cattery where the cats are not and the kittens are not in cages they're in two big rooms one of them is a total sun room that's got the glass on three sides and so they get to watch the birds and the squirrels and that that is a fun fun room and then the other one is just where they can lounge on their uh blankets and their little scratching post come out and visit and you Usually it ends up that the one you want to adopt is not the one that you're gonna end up taking home. They're gonna, they seem to want to adopt you. So then you say, this is who I want. Go back up and do the paperwork. You've already filled out the application, and it's 150, and that includes the spay or neuter, the vaccinations, the microchipping, uh, a bed, and a starter thing of food. So that's how it would go for the cats. Or you can just come up to the shelter. We'll let you fill out the application there and then go into the cattery, and um, pretty sure you're gonna fall in love with one of them.
0: Uh, it's an amazing experience. Uh, I think the last time that I came in was when my son was like six. I think he's a college kid now. Uh, he was six and we yeah. adopted a cat named Rascal. And the exact process you described is how it went down. The yeah. cat basically befriended my son. And, uh, and then, of course, I was given uh, a lady that works there, uh, a very nice, <laughs> assertive lady. And I had a, a, she made sure I understood that it would be an inside cat. Can you tell everyone why you guys prefer or demand that the cat be an inside cat?
1: We really became um, very staunch about that when Faulkner Park, was being built, and all of those trees were being torn down. And so the people who live like, in Cumberland Place, they had their outside kitties who would stay outside during the day, maybe at night, and the little foxes and the little wildlife would come over needing something to eat because we messed up the habitat. And so a lot of those little outside kitties didn't make it through that transition. And so we realized then that it really is very unsafe. Safe for those kitties to be outside.
0: Even small breeds of cats like owls and hawks would exactly. play on them. I would assume especially if they're brown
1: and they're exactly. mistaken for a
0: squirrel or something. Because I don't, I don't know if these birds Say, typically Say, a trail. kitty. I won't, yeah. Right. I, I don't I think they do. I won't have you for supper. Right. They, they, well, they, yeah. f- they prefer squirrel <laughs> for the yeah. night, but picked up the wrong animal.
1: But you just don't realize that it's really not safe out there. And um, especially with all the fireworks that we had recently. I mean, those dogs and cats bolt and are never able to get home. And really, a cat cannot defend itself, especially if it's a decline. Being able to climb a tree to get away from a prey um, is just really difficult for them. So just keep them inside. Provide them with a window to look out of, and they can watch the birds and the squirrels and
0: chatter at them. Without putting you in a corner, because I I have no feelings about it one way or the other. It seems wrong, but I don't know. Declawing a cat. What's your feelings on that?
1: I think they can easily try to defend themselves in other ways since they don't have their claws, that they start biting that it disrupts their use of the litter box and it's just uh, it's not a a good thing for them and then if they get outside and have no claws I mean to declaw in the front is one thing but front and back that cat is just um, not going to be able to defend itself or protect itself when it's outside
0: never had a declawed cat uh, and I've always liked them to have claws because I've always found it Completely entertaining to watch a 12 pound cat uh, humiliate a 90 pound dog, and they'll yeah. do it quick. Yeah, and that dog will leave them alone. And, uh, <laughs>
1: That's a uh, quick lesson it's to a learn. Quick
0: lesson yeah, to learn. It is. Uh, but it needed. Um, so, so you, I would uh, gather from speaking to you, you're not a fan of, of declawing no. cats. No. In we're,
1: fact, if you tell us that when we are at the time of adoption, we're going to deny the adoption.
0: Oh that's good. Yeah, we're that's very good. serious. This is you are. You yes, are and that's that's one thing uh, like I said I can attest to mm-hmm. cuz I was argumentative and uh pushed back and it wasn't uh, it wasn't going to be an option to make my 6-year-old happy unless I acquiesced. Yeah, yeah. which I did.
1: Well, when we're there for the animals first and foremost. But we also are a ministry helping people through pets. A lot of people get a lot of therapy from these dogs and cats.
0: As, as therapy animals go, what are they Are they about equal or dogs, could you say dogs are m- more therapeutic? You know, our owner's daughter uh, is in pet therapy. I didn't know if you knew that. Not in it, but she trains therapy Did pet dogs. She?
1: Mm-hmm. You know that is a wonderful experience for the dog, and sometimes it could be a rabbit. There are therapy rabbits and therapy kitties.
0: Is because they can't talk. Probably. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Very good. Um, uh, Gail, let's uh, let's. I don't want to be remiss. Let's give out the the contact information one more time. Okay. It's uh, Give your uh, web address and phone number, if you would.
1: It's petsfurpeople.org not com, but .org. Um, our number is 903-597-2471, and we also have to our clinic. We don't do spay and neuters, but we're talking about those vaccinations. That number is 903 526 Five five nine eight, and we're there Tuesday through Saturday. We get there at seven to start cleaning and feeding. We go open to the public at ten. Then we close for lunch at one. Open back up at two until five o'clock. And you said how much uh, is a set of shots for your pet? Oh, it's about. 20 dollars per shot and the microchipping is 25 so okay. very very reasonable very
0: reasonable yeah can't think of a reason why you wouldn't want to do it if you had that kind of a, an opportunity yeah um so with the influx of all these dogs and cats right now these pets that are surrendered what uh am i wrong there's someone out there right now offering they're they're waiving the adoption fees is that right mm-hmm. is that you no no no
1: it could be tyler animal control okay. or
0: smith county animal
1: control and they t- took over the responsibility that we had many many years ago for their new facility because it's 31 yes okay. the city's on 31 and the county is downtown across from juror parking
0: okay and the, uh, i'm gonna go ahead and grab the third rail um you, you mentioned animal control mm-hmm. okay I'm scared to death to call animal control because I just, I see it as a death sentence for the animal that I, that I'd call on. So I just Mm -hmm. can't, uh, you know, I struggle with where I should let them go. Yeah. Is animal control the last resort? Do Do you make that the last call? I mean, is, is that when you see, you know, teenagers egg in your car, you don't call the FBI? Right. You know? Right.
1: Yes, it is. And because people are irresponsible there are too many dogs and cats in our community they say there's 10,000 human babies being born every day and 70,000 puppies and kittens being born every day so there's not enough homes for all these babies and they're not all adoptable once they get to be adults and unfortunately not everybody feels like I do, but I think there comes a time when euthanasia is the only solution to try to stop this overpopulation because people are not responsible. I mean, we're even sending, there's a lot of rescue groups who are sending the dogs and the cats up north because their laws are stricter, their weather is more um Cold in the winter time, and there's not as many animals up there. So, the South has been sending all these dogs up north, and now it's to the point where they're getting saturated. Wait so. a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What?
0: Mm-hmm. What, what, why were we sending them north? Because so the winters
1: are more harsh and they don't make it? Well, no, because they go into homes. When they're transported oh, up north. Oh, that's a much I'm better sorry. scenario. I'm yes, sorry. Yes, yes, okay. yes. Okay. That they usually have homes when they get up from the transport. And so what a wonderful okay. opportunity for those dogs. But then there comes a time when we're all just overrun with dogs and cats and it's not their fault
0: and the way we can make a difference is spay, spay and, neuter. and neuter
1: and keep your animals at home and for law enforcement to enforce the laws that are on the books it's kind of threefold.
0: give me an example of a pet law that i should be aware of that i don't know besides the leash law i don't want to talk to you about well, we won't kidding. talk
1: about that. But, um, but you have to, every dog and cat needs to have a rabies vaccination. Oh, well, sure. And
0: okay. it's a law. Well, you get those every year with your shots, right?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you do get your shots and you do, do go
0: in to see your vet regularly. Let's make Daffod Morgan happy. How important are leashes?
1: Oh, they're highly, highly, highly. Unless you're in the country and you're letting your dog run but only to get exercise and then come back home to your um, house hopefully but yeah i mean if you have a large group of dogs together now like at a dog park i don't think you would have to have the dogs on a leash but i think just for their protection you need to have them
0: on a leash because they understand they're yours They, <laughs> <Then>.
1: <laughs> yeah I, they do
0: uh, i'll play yes. with mine out in front of my house and uh uh, I know you know Daffet very well, and uh, he chastises me all the time for it. Like, if the dog is out of the house, it needs to be on a leash, period. And so I'm working on it. Well, like, you don't, don't think know.
1: about worst-case scenarios to have a cat run out in front of them and they decide to chase it or... Or a baby. You, yeah.
0: Or a baby, because, you know, a lot of times I've, I've noticed just the interactions between humans and animals, the the human reaction... Is what drives the whole interaction. It's whether the the human is scared, uh, accommodating, and yeah. you know many other ways, many other reactions that they could give. So, um, well, I you know there there's really nothing more important than what you do, and you've done it for how long? Twenty five years since 1998. Years. Yeah. And are and are you guys still out of, right off 31 or Irwin or Where we've always been. Okay. When we were considered, air quotes,
1: the pound.
0: Yeah. Well, you've been coming here for that whole time, I think. That, yes. That whole 25-year period. You've worked closely with us <laughs> and you're kind of one of the staff, <laughs> if you will, here. Yeah. Um, and I'm so
1: thankful for that because uh, we, the more we can get the word out... Maybe even plant just a little seed in somebody's mind about being responsible, you know, and taking well, you know, care of them.
0: Media people are so narcissistic, they need something to love at the end of the day, you know, like, you know. So I, I, I think it's great when we can do this. and um see what what else do i want to cover in the in the few minutes we have well the that. one
1: thing i would like to mention is that we work very closely with meals on wheels ministry we have a program called meals for pets and we get Donated bags of dog food That we are unable to use We try to stick with one particular brand but So we share that We repackage those bags of dog food Into one gallon Ziploc bags We then take them to Meals on Wheels They've identified that there's about 260 to 300 Of their um, clients In six counties Who have small house pets But have a difficult time finding food for them Or buying food for them I And then in you. return they are using they're feeding them their own human food which then means that those people cannot get the caloric count that they need every day so then the volunteers for meals on wheels takes those dog the dog food and cat food to those people and so that gives them the companionship and the food that they need to be able to keep those animals in their home because that's the only contact they have with some
0: so you need assistance with food and/or funds to buy that food mm-hmm. with, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, you you given the contact. I'm not going to give it just yet again, but given the contact uh, for is that the same contact for volunteering and, and uh, donating yes. as it is for everything yes. else? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm making a direct uh, request from the people listening to In Focus this week. Uh, do yourself. do your community a favor uh throw some money uh towards fed, uh, pets for people so they can do something for uh can't tell you how uh dog food's expensive it uh, really it really is, is and so what a neat thing that you do for them so uh please uh get active uh ad- adopt uh don't don't buy from a puppy mill mm-hmm. is that yeah what, what adopt don't shop don't shop. yes cuz you know you're you're really buying love anyway mhm you know you're not buying uh, you know it,
1: a foo foo dog it's yeah. it's the love yeah and the dogs are 175 for the adoption fee and that's a wonderful deal if you want to look like look that's at all your like shots that. yeah your vaccinations Chip? yes I can't a bed beat that. collar leash
0: and food that's we're
1: fantastic. the best
0: you are <laughs> You are the best. You are the best and and will continue to bring uh, Smith County joy for many years. Uh, I hope so. I can't thank you enough. Uh, for setting with me for this week, it's uh, the, the so far they've all been fun. This one has been as intimate as they've been with our history. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I I just want to thank you personally for for doing what you do for the community and everybody out there at Pets for People. Thank you, Lonnie. All right, you have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. In Focus is a weekly public affairs program featuring members of the local community working to make East Texas a better place. In Focus is produced by KTBB and the team sports radio and we thank you for listening join us again next week